This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Two down and up team to go. Mark Potter, Mike Bradley, it's Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. And, man, I tell you, the, the, the listeners have really, I don't want to say they surprised me, but... Yeah, they're really tuning in now. They've caught the first two episodes. Uh, number two more so than number one. I, I guess Brohan was more popular than... Uh, than our backstory? Than, than so, than our backstory, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's okay. You know, the first one was as much for us, I think, as anything. Although we did want to talk about the foundings of Overtime Live and how that came about. But, I, yeah, that was as much fun, and I think for us as probably it was for those who tuned in to, to listen to it. But Brohan did do an ex- excellent job, an outstanding job for the second one. And, you know, I mean, really, these interviews, what we could do are endless. And the great thing is, you know, Overtime Live now, really sure sports, it lives year-round now, Mark. Yeah. And We're not relegated to a season. And I think both weeks we've left feeling that, man, we could we could spend so much more time talking with, you know, like Brohan, talking about mm-hmm. different subjects, Sofanowski and, and what have you, Bobby Woolley. I mean, that there's so much still to answer, and we will circle back to, oh, look, I used Bro, uh, Biden's press secretary's thing. We'll <laughs> circle back. We'll, we'll circle back to Brohan because I want to touch more on – the Little League travel ball thing okay. and, and right. how the right. numbers are. But I want to wait until after we see how Pop Warner is affected, you know, with, with youth football and things like that. And, you know, see, is it, a, is it a youth sport thing or is it just an all sport thing? Well, and as we know, football has been under scrutiny over the last five eight years or so from a health perspective as well so and I think that's obviously separate than baseball's issue but with football they've had their own set of challenges no question and and so Fanowski touched on that in episode one about we need to get back to toughening these kids up Mm mm-hmm you know, so well, there's so many positive. I mean, we talked about there's still so many positives that I think outweigh any potential negatives with football. I mean, we I know we're a little biased about it or a lot biased about it, but the proofs in the pudding with these kids, as coach talked about, seeing them in the communities now after long after they've played their last high school game and and how uh, they're positively affecting the community. You know, we're just a couple of weeks away from the start of the high school fall sports season. August 11th is the start mm-hmm. date. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I'm getting pretty darn excited about it. Well, we saw some schedules on some Facebook pages come out of the schools, of the teams, that is. And, yeah, it starts to get the juices flowing a little bit. And you know, also you see online, okay, participation forms. And, you know, here's uh, here's the first day of practice. Physicals. And physicals. And, you know, don't forget, again, we got a few more weeks of weightlifting and running. And all that stuff that you're seeing out there for the kids that we, you know, subscribe to or like on, on our feeds that we see and yeah, it's uh, it's all leading up to that uh, August 11th start of practice. Are you more excited about this coming year than last year or maybe even the year before? Because personally, I am. I am because the way that things played out is these schools for the first time got a spring practice in the form of an actual season. So the benefits for the younger players, especially now, it's not that far of a turnaround before they're back into practice and then the start of a season. So I would expect the level of play, the development, the quality, uh, I would expect that to be much more enhanced come September than what we're used to. In the public high schools, uh, only spring sports teams had a chance at a state championship. 
that's what today's about. And uh, we've got a great show. We're going to talk with Kim Betts, the head coach of the Queen Anne's County High School uh, softball team that won the state championship, the very first uh, female state championship at Queen Anne's County High School. And we're going to talk to two key players in that run, uh, Cameron Brandt and Cameron Whiteford. That's all coming up. How about we get to it? We'll talk with Coach Betts next. Hey, it's David Wilson Jr. with the Preston Automotive Group. Preston is a great place to buy because you can always expect great customer service when you're buying your vehicle and after the sale. Customers can call me directly on my cell phone at 410-829-0034. We love the communities we serve and we love to give back no matter what the case may be. The Preston Automotive Group has been in my family for 40 years. My father has been serving this community and has passed it on to our family to continue to serve you no matter what you're looking for at any time for all your vehicle needs. Whether it's service, sales, parts, or the body shop, Preston's got you covered. Don't have time to bring your car into the dealership for service? We'll bring the service to you with one of our mobile service vans. The Preston Automotive Group is always a great place to buy your car because we have the best prices and the best service after the sale. No matter what you're looking for, we have over 1,500 new vehicles and over 700 pre-owned vehicles at any time. You can always shop online at PrestonMotor.com. And remember, we'll deliver. This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance. Located in Stevensville at 112 Long Canoe Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park, now offering 24-hour gym access. More information at theedgetrainingacademy.com. Welcome back. It's Time Out with Shore Sports. Mark Potter, Mike Bradley, and we have got Kim Betts with us. She is the head coach of the Queen Anne's County High Lions uh, women's softball team that just won the uh, Maryland State Championship for, I guess what, D2 is what we'll call it after talking with Brohan last week. And I was really surprised it was the first women's title for Queen Anne's County High. I, I thought Jody Hyde, God rest his soul, had won a basketball title, but that had to be pretty cool. And yeah, and to be honest with you, we didn't even know that going into it. And then 24 hours later, the lacrosse team won. So it was pretty awesome, pretty epic, I would say. But you can always say that you won the first. Yes, absolutely. And then we told the kids that on the way home, and one of the news reporters had met us here for a team photo. And he was the one that actually had told me on the phone prior to us pulling up at the end of the game. When you look back over this year, uh, it's it just a whirlwind. Um, you know, you guys were so close in 2019 and just came up short. And knowing leaving 2019 into 2020, the hopes and the belief was high that that was going to be your championship year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we got maybe two weeks of practice in at, at most. A couple after scrimmages? The, yeah, no, we never had a scrimmage oh. in 2020. We were scheduled to have a scrimmage that following week. And we had heard, obviously, everything that was going on in the news. And I saw Mr. Wagner come out to the field. And I just knew in my gut when he was walking out there that something was wrong because you could just see it in his demeanor. And we pulled all the girls together, you know, once he had left the field. And we sat in the dugout. And I think it was probably moments later when Hogan had his speech and we all gathered around the phone in the dugout to watch that. And it was silent. Yeah. And you could just see the devastation in all of the kids' faces. They just knew we were going to get back to that same place. See, and that's so different for me. I was coaching in North Carolina, the baseball team. And lacrosse kids are coming by and saying, woo we're about to get a two-week vacation. And the baseball player's like, yes, two-week vacation. I'm like, dude, this ain't going to be a two-week vacation if, if we go home. But on your end... 
you're dealing with girls that were severely disappointed. The devastation was, you know, indescribable. Um, yeah, they didn't want to go home. And they did approach it that way as, as two weeks. And I think every day went by and I'd get a message in my group message. What do you think, coach? What do you think, coach? Are we going to come back? Are we going to come back? Um, and they didn't want to miss a beat. And then obviously like, they made that official announcement that we were done. But we had said all along that was the best team we had had to never get to take the field. Great attitudes, great talent. Um, we had power. We had speed. And just a great group of girls that work very well together and very strong work ethic. And now you fast forward to 2021 and you, you hear, all right, we're going to get a season. When it was announced that you'd get a season, you thought you were just going to play the North teams. Then And there was going to be a Bayside championship and nothing more. And then like two weeks in, they say, oh, by the way, we're going to play for a state championship Explain to me the elation that you personally felt and what the girls felt. Uh, everybody was so excited. I don't think I could even put that into words. I know at first our ultimate goal was just to stay healthy. So the North or the North Bayside Championship game at that point was going to be the end, like you said, um, or that final finale. And we were just focusing one day at a time because we didn't know. Um, we knew several seasons, you know, the fall seasons had been ripped from some of the teams. Soccer season, I know, was they had a break. Volleyball had a break. Um, winter sports, we just – we didn't want to take anything for granted. So that was definitely the lesson that we learned is that we don't take anything for granted. Um, but we started strong and we knew we were strong, not to say, to say that in an arrogant way, but we just knew the talent that we had. And when we learned that we were going to get that road back, like I said, no words. I think we said there was um, how many days, 200 and some days, 217 days or something like that, that it had been since we had stepped on a field in uniform. Wow. Um, and that last stage was the um, the championship game. So when we heard that we were going to get back there, it was just one day at a time and so ecstatic. You got back to the state championship game, uh, and we'll talk about the season itself coming up, but you got back to that state championship game, a 0-0 scoreless tie through regulation, and then you had the international tiebreakers. You had the controversy on the player that – broke home after uh, Cameron was already in the circle and all of that going crazy. It just it, talk to me about the emotions. And then when Cameron Brandt hit that game winning RBI that scored Tristan Stewart. Um, well, you know, throughout the game, and I want to say it was a fifth inning, we had an opportunity to push one across the plate and there was a miscommunication um, and that didn't come through. So that haunted me for a little while because we wouldn't have, we wouldn't, have, you know, predict, but mm -hmm. we might not have had to go to ITB. Um, and then we got an ITB. It was the most ideal situation. So we had one of our fastest base runners on second base, Bell Fields, mm -hmm. phenomenal base runner, great speed. And we had Tristan at the plate. And we knew she could lay down a bunt. She could hit for power. She can do whatever. The girl's phenomenal. Um, and she's been productive and consistent all year long. And it was great. She laid down the bunt. She was safe. Um, and I know the next batter got up, and it was a mishap with a bunt situation. And then the same for the next um, girl in the box. And then Brant was up. And I couldn't have asked for anyone else. She had just been hot. Her stick has been hot, was hot all through playoffs and all through the region. Um, and then leading to that point and two outs <laughs> two and a strike, full, count. full count yeah and she hit her go-to shot right down the right side I mean that is signature Cameron Brandt so um and you could see her soaring 
she put her arms up. She knew it was down, and she was clearly going to reach first, but uh, she was soaring to first base towards Shan, and then I think Whiteford, I'm pretty sure, was the first one to tackle her. Yeah. Yeah, once that run scored. so A great performance uh, by Tristan and, and Cameron Brandt, but Cameron Whiteford, I mean, toe-to-toe with a very good pitcher from Calvert, and she seems like one of those players that she gets geared up for big games. She definitely does. Um, she's a hard worker. She is a gamer. She kept us in that game, to be completely honest with you. she um, I can say she was our MVP of that game. I mean, she kept it close. She did her job. She just kept pounding that zone. And she's worked so hard um, on her spins. She's worked hard on off-speed pitches. All of those things have totally you know, came together for her this year. And she just did a phenomenal job in that circle. Coach, when you look back on the season, you didn't have to give a whole lot of direction because a lot of these girls played for you on varsity for such a long time, right? Well, and this this senior class, when they came in as a freshman class, made a huge impact um, and really helped rebuild our program. We've always had some very talented athletes. Um, we were always missing a few pieces to the puzzle. Um, but that group, they like you said, they've played together for an extremely long time. Um, they're super competitive and they work hard. They don't goof off. You know, there's always a, there's always some that are just kind of go through the motions, but not these kids. When they hit that field for practice, they are 100% committed to softball and nothing but softball. Um, uh, they play travel. A lot of them go to, you know, they play, they go to camps, they travel to showcases, they travel to uh, college camps, like I said, to get exposure, anything they can do. Um, they break the, da- the game down, as we were talking about earlier, um, and really do their research. So that, that group alone has made some huge, huge, huge impacts into our program. And um, they're great leaders, naturally. They get along, and I think that's been a key to our success the past few years, too, is they truly are a family. They don't get jealous if someone does something they didn't do. You know, I always looked each game, and it always seemed to be someone different, but someone would get us going, and the rest just followed suit. And it was nice because you never knew who was going to do it, but they were surely going to follow. Talk with Kim Betts from Queen Anne's County High School. We'll continue this conversation in moments here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by Midshore Exteriors, handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters, so let the Master Elite GAF certified and shingle master roofers take care of your home or business today. More info at midshoreexteriors.com. So this has been a great year, undefeated season, and for your softball team, When you look back on the year, people are saying that the game of the year for you guys was against Cambridge South Dorchester. Yeah, and you mentioned the undefeated. That was also a program first for us as well. Um, But, yes, hats off to Maddie Pleasant. She's a phenomenal pitcher. She's always been um, a tough contender when we've played them. Um, We came out on fire. Our bats were just – they were hot that day, and they had been all season. I mean, like I said, I don't think there was a girl on our team for quite some time that was hitting under 400, which is remarkable. And like I said, one person got it started, and they just followed suit, and it was unstoppable. So it was just amazing. Um, Kareem and I joked at the end of the game, and, and she complimented me. And, of course, as you know, her and I were – 
college teammates. Right. So We're it's get always to that. <laughs> it's always fun to play one another, and we are truly supportive of one another. Um, yeah, but hats off to them. I think they were shocked, not because they didn't know what the talent we had, but the amount of hits that we were able to put together and string those runs across the plate was just it was it was phenomenal. And it's always a great win when you play a great team or a great pitcher. It makes it it makes it a little more sweet. In talking to a couple of your players, uh, yeah, they said that at that point that they hadn't been able to beat Cambridge South Dorchester as freshmen and as sophomores. Um, and, and Cameron Whiteford, you mentioned her competitiveness. I think this is a game that she wanted, and she was very impressive in that game. And, and I think, what about you personally, going against a college teammate coach that had beaten you a couple of times, and now this is yours? It was like I said, it was fun. Kareem and I are close. We got a picture after the game when we won that regional when we won the regional championship and she had won the regional championship. She came to our game and brought her plaque with her and she came up to me in the dugout. She's like, I have my plaque. She's like, So when you win, we're getting a picture. And I was like, Okay, buddy. <laughs> so that's what we did. Um but it was huge, like you said. Yeah. She had Cameron had that hope of having that chance last season. Mm-hmm. And it was robbed from her. And so I feel she was even more determined that she wanted that win. She wanted to be that number one pitcher for the Bayside. And she surely was. It, do you think that Cameron Whiteford is kind of overlooked in the Bayside? Because you really don't hear a lot of talk about her from other teams. But you always hear about Maddie Pleasance, who is a spectacular pitcher. But people don't really mention Cameron. She's small, but yet she's got a heck of a pitch. She does. And I think that you said you hit the nail on the head a little bit with Pleasance is the speed. I think she has a lot of strikeouts um, and Whiteford might not give you the same number of strikeouts, but she gets a lot of swings and misses because of her spin and because of her natural rise on the ball. And she, like I said, she has worked extremely hard to change eye levels and to change um, speed. So that is kudos to her. Um, and she shouldn't be overlooked because the girl's a phenomenal athlete and she's not just a pitcher. I mean, she's a great hitter as well. So we've been talking about Cameron Whiteford, Cameron Brent, catcher since she was a freshman here, Tristan Stewart. You mentioned Bella Fields. I mean, this is a complete team. How many seniors do you lose this year? We lose six. Oh, okay. We lose six, um, and they're going to be huge shoes to fill. Um, Brie Athiet, shortstop, also there since her freshman year, um, made huge impacts. But you're right, we have a complete team. So most of the time, you know, and on you know a typical year, you have a few holes, and you don't have you know your one through nine in your lineup might not be powerful and may not always be consistent. But that wasn't the case with us. Um, so you know, even to consider walking one of our hitters, you just get into another power stick. So we definitely had that advantage offensively. When we come back here on Timeout with Shore Sports, we're going to get to know Coach Kim Betts a little bit more behind the scenes here. We're back with more in moments. Sports have an impressive host of social, academic, and physical benefits for teenagers. Despite these benefits, research shows that teen athletes are at a higher risk than non-athletes for certain negative behaviors. Experts believe the social culture for certain team sports influence participants to drink. Now is the time to take a step back and recognize that athletes are human beings above anything else, and their mental health and substance use must be addressed in a positive and understanding way. Through listening and validating, you can help create a safe space for your student to talk openly about the risks of substance use and abuse. 
Create a judgment-free space for your child to share their feelings and their thoughts. Ask questions in regards to substance use. If you suspect your child is consuming alcohol or other substances, reach out for help. For All Seasons is a community resource offering therapy and psychiatry to children, adults, and families. Call 410-822-1018 for more information. This Mental Health Minute has been brought to you by For All Seasons, the Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center of the Midshore. This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by For All Seasons, Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric, education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at forallseasonsinc.org. Welcome back. Time out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Talking with Ken Betts, the head coach of Queen Anne's County High School softball team, a former volleyball coach as well. Uh, We talked moments ago about the fact that you and and Kareem were college teammates at Salisbury University. Uh, When you were in high school, one, what high school did you go to? And two, what sports did you play in high school? So I went to North Carolina High School, class of 2001, and I played varsity volleyball and softball there for my four years. And no desire to coach there? Well, when the opportunity presented itself for a career in Queen Anne's County, I certainly jumped on that as um, fresh out of college, but it quickly became home. So now I consider this, this is where I, this is where I belong. So you ended up coaching volleyball for few years and had some had some success you gave it up well giving that up was um (laughs) I can tell you a little bit about that but um I switched careers so I was a special educator and I transitioned to guidance counseling school counselor and the demands were a little greater um not that that wasn't a heavy workload but just different so I knew transitioning into a new position was going to be challenging and plus I had two little ones at home so I knew that something had to go at that time and it by no means was an easy choice volleyball was tough because it's late I'd get home sometimes 9 10 10 30 at night and my little ones would be asleep which was very hard for me um as a new mom but volleyball is my heart as well um the day that I stepped into our athletic director's office I had to sit down because I had tears in my eyes and I couldn't even I could barely get it out that I needed to step down um and I left I said I just need to tell you this and then I need to walk out because I'm going to be very emotional and I was because it was a huge part of my life Mm -hmm. and the same with softball I mean I've it's all I've known since a little kid so you have been running the softball program how many years this was my 10th season as you look back, you've, you've got an assistant coach, your best friend, yep. you know, and she coaches field hockey. Yes. And, and so you guys spend a lot of time together. When you look back over the 10 years of coaching softball, the 13 years of coaching volleyball, is there a memory or a moment that sticks out, that jumps out at you is like, wow, this is why I coach. There is. Um, coaching with your best friend is, is unique in itself, but Shan and I are super close, super competitive. Um, my phone will ring or go off any time of the night, and my husband laughs because he says, I know that's Shan. Yep, yeah, it is. Yeah. And we'll still be talking about something. Um, but there's been a lot of high points. I know volleyball, when we won our, our North Bayside Championship, and I, I'm looking at my pictures behind you, I'm trying to remember what year that was. <laughs> um, 
and that was great. We had never gone to a regional championship, and so we made it there. So that was pretty amazing. And then, of course, softball. Years prior to this, I feel like we always ended up short. We had either lost to Easton in that, that last game before really moving on um, in the region, or we lost to Caroline. And so we were always just a little short. So these past few years with softball, minus last year, um, have been a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. And, and and it's funny because you think I think when I'm watching, and I always used to think, oh my gosh, I'm more into this than some of the kids. Um, and I think some coaches battle with that a lot. Um, but it wasn't like that with this group, not right. with this softball team. They they were in it. They were into it. Um, they did get excited. They they celebrated even the small things. So these last couple of years have really been like the icing on the cake. You mentioned the family and how, you know, volleyball, late nights, the fact that softball's played at 4 o'clock in the afternoon makes it a little bit easier. What is it like as a coach trying and, and as a counselor at the high school trying to divvy up your time and manage your time so that you always still have time for your family, for your job, and for your coaching kids. And it's tough. And, uh, you know, giving up any aspect of coaching is going to be difficult whenever that time comes. My family is super supportive. Um, my husband's super supportive. He loves ball. He's at every game he can make. My kids are at just about every single game they can make. I have pictures of Carson, who's now six, when he was a baby in the stands for volleyball and, you know, on the fence at softball. So they love it. They love the atmosphere. Um, we're a very athletic, competitive family. So it's kind of second nature. We always joke, if we're not home, that's where we are, whether it's my husband's games or it's my game or um, in the past, obviously, like you said, I played. But now my son's starting to play. Um, so I don't want to miss those moments either. So it's extremely hard. So we take turns and thank the Lord for my mother because she has the boys a lot and she's the one transporting them most of the time when my husband and I are working to and from games. Uh, she too, I don't think, has missed a game since I started playing. Um, wow. So when I give this up, obviously she has my nieces who my niece actually played. My oldest niece is, plays for Colonel. She's a sophomore, so that'll continue and then my kids, but I don't know what my mom would do if she didn't have a ball game to go to. Um, so it's hard. And then with work to, to say, especially in this position, it's hard to just say I'm leaving. I'm walking out the door at two 30 because there's always something that comes up. Right. So that's difficult, but it's nice to have that counterpart too. in Shan, because she can cover for me. And she always says, you know, do what you need to do and come out, take care of it. And so we work really well together and we make that, we make that work. So, a lot of people I don't think realize what goes into being a coach. Uh, you know, I know coaching baseball or softball is different than coaching football or, or volleyball in the sense that you watch a lot more film in those sports. But there's still it's still labor intensive in putting together practice plans to be organized and what have you. If you had to guess how many hours a day, we'll break it down that way because if we want a week or a season – yeah, but how many hours a day do you think that you spend just on coaching, whether it's on the field or in preparation or after? And mostly my preparation, I'll, I, I take a glance at things, and I, Shannon, I'll talk throughout the day sometimes if time allows. Like I right. said, this is a little different because if there's a crisis or something of that nature. Right. Um, but I am fortunate in the fact that I am or very organized, and I have archived things that I've done and like to do, and I'm always trying to look for new things to do um, with the kids. Um, and so I would guess 
at least four or five, go right. home, analyze what took place, look at a game. Um, we have huddle. We use huddle all the time. So if we look at film and just knowing those players makes a huge difference. So it's definitely more than just stepping on the field for those two hours, um, which I don't think – not that people don't realize, but the time it takes to actually successfully run through everything that you need to run through is very time-consuming. And you don't have to maintain the field here. No, and that's that a, that's helps. a huge perk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brett Ireland and I joke about that a lot. We always have him and I went to high school together too. But uh, yeah, he'll say, "Well, you don't have to do your field, darling." <laughs> you know, and I said, "No, I don't." So I'm very blessed with that. Um, so that yeah, because that would take even more time. Yeah. And the fundraising component, I know this year we weren't able to do much just because of the COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. But that's also a huge aspect. We're actually trying to raise money now for those state championship rings. So uh-huh. we set up a GoFundMe. So I think we're about halfway there. So if somebody wants to donate to that, how can they do that? So they could contact me or m- multiple people have now shared the post. So it is on Facebook only, I believe. Uh, but there is a GoFundMe page. And I, Cameron Brandt was the one that had organized it. So several people have pushed that out. That'd be good for the girls to get rings. Yes, so. it would be awesome. And they love the design. And we've had a couple people that have really um, stepped up and gave huge donations. So There we go. So if you want to donate, we'll look for it. And we'll put up on our uh, on our Shore Sports Facebook page as well. So we'll share that. We'll go searching for it, I guess. Awesome. So. Yeah, we'll share it. Well, listen, thank you for joining us today. Greatly appreciated. Uh, it, it's been a great year for you. And uh, I, I know next year is going to be a little more challenging. But at the same time, you've never backed away from a challenge. No, we just say we're reloading is what we're doing. And we still have some very talented players. We just have quite a few holes to fill. Um, So we're looking forward to it. Coming up, we're going to talk with Cameron Brandt and Cameron Whiteford from the Queen Anne's County High School Lions softball team. We'll talk to them next. Coming up right here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Did you know one in five youth live with a mental health condition? For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center offers the highest level of mental health care to children, teens, and adults. Our therapists provide counseling for everything from depression, anxiety, or addictive behaviors. Our psychiatrists offer medicine-based treatments, and our victim advocates provide support for survivors of sexual violence. For All Seasons is here for you. Visit www.forallseasonsinc.org. This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by College Placement Consulting, providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year. Let the dedicated professionals at College Placement Consulting help your child prepare for college. Go online to schedule a no-obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com. Always good to talk with champions, and we have got a couple of them with us right now here on Time Out with Shore Sports, powered by the Preston Automotive Group. We've got Cameron Brandt and Cameron Whiteford with us, the two cams. And (laughs) so, ladies, you guys won the state championship, and I am still, I don't know, flabbergasted. You know, as a former coach at, at North Carolina, uh, for baseball and softball and girls basketball. And, you know, I remember Coach Jody Hyde, God rest his soul. Um, you know, I, I just, I thought for sure he had won, won a state title at Queen Anne's. But how cool is it knowing that you guys won the very first state title for the Queen Anne's County High School Lions? It's incredible. It's still hard to believe um, that it happened. Um, 
after the game, it was like, it was just, I don't even know how to explain the feeling. It felt so unreal. It still feels unreal to this day. Um, I'm not sure when I'll, it'll really settle in and I'll accept that we were, really were the first to ever win a state title. It's incredible. Yeah, I remember Cameron and I, like, right after the game, there's interviewers everywhere and family members and friends, and us just keep looking at each other like, did that really just happen? And it for me, it hasn't really set in either, but it's just great that but it happened. It had a wild ending to the game. I mean, Absolutely. you know, it was you know, international tiebreaker. It'd been a, both pitchers had pitched a shutout. Cameron Whiteford had a ton of strikeouts that day. I think 13, if I remember correctly, right? And... and so it was zero zero international tiebreaker rules in softball. You take the last person out, you put them on second, and uh, Calvert gone around. They scored, and then they scored a second run, but it got taken off the board. And I can't remember the reason why, but I remember it came off the board. Yeah, so that's one of the rules that I got called out on when I was like ten or something, and it's stuck in my head for sure. It's when the pitcher is back in the circle and you've already made your move back towards the base or you're on the base, you cannot leave or go either direction. So that's what she got called out on. As I was catching and I like I was the one to see it first and I like called Cameron's name to have her throw it to me, I was very confused because I'm someone that usually checks to make sure everything's good and then I turn around and go back. So I was like, wow, like did that really just happen? I know it was something that like really took the momentum out of me, but when they called it back, I was really grateful because I was like, wow, like that was really, really crazy. And and a big call in the game, and it was a violation Mm -hmm. of the rules, and it happened. But then you guys got to come up to play, to to bat, and Mm -hmm. uh, boy, things went well from there. Yep. So you had the big hit that scored the winning run, right? Yes, that was, (laughs) it was really great. And um, going up to the plate, I knew it was going to be my last at bat ever because I'm not playing in college. So, It's kind of the moment you dream of as a little kid and what you hope for when you're going out. That that couldn't have been a better moment. State championship, I was 3-2, had fouled off a couple pitches, runner on third, and bottom of the inning, so you don't even have to go out and play defense again. So it was really, really great. Cameron Brandt with the winning hit to uh, give the Queen Anne's County High Lions their first ever state title in a girls' sport. Then the following day, and we'll talk uh, with the folks from uh, the, the girls lacrosse team coming up in a couple of weeks, but they win the very next day. But you know what? You won first, so that's all that matters, right? <laughs> yeah, I got to go to that game, too. It was really fun. Uh, I was at Loyola University, and I sat with my friends. Our two best friends were on the team, so it was really great. Like We went out to dinner the next day. We were like, we're all state championships like, <laughs> sitting here, so it was really, really cool. It was a great way to end our senior year, for sure. We're with Cameron Whiteford and Cameron Brandt from the Queen Anne's County High Lions softball team, and... Uh, Cameron Whiteford is the pitcher. Cameron Brandt is the catcher. Both of them hit the ball, you know, hit the cover off the ball this year. A- as a as a pitcher for uh, the softball team, I mean, it's not an easy job, and you're relying because as a coach, they're telling you, just let them hit it, let them hit it. You know, you got fielders to back it up, and then a fielder goes and screws it up, and <laughs> and you know, it's as a pitcher, you just want to strike them all out. Is that your mentality? Um, that is part of my mentality. Um, but at the same time, another part of my mentality is my defense has my back. And, you know, when you're thinking to yourself, my defense has me, you're even more confident in your pitches and you're even more relaxed. And so in return, you basically 
can get more strikeouts because you're relaxed and you know your defense has your back. And um, so you're able to throw even better because you know you have your defense behind you. I think your high this year for strikeouts in a game is 17. I think you did it twice, if I remember correctly. Maybe. Yeah, and I remember it. And, and then, of course, when you look back over this past year, your most memorable moment outside of the state championship game was? Uh, my most memorable moment outside of the championship game was definitely beating CSD. Um, that's been a goal of mine since freshman year. And every year it's been the one game like, all right, like I, we want we want to beat them so bad every single year. Why is that? We're both really great teams. Um, are obviously both of the coaches um, played with each other. Kimmy and Ote play with each other at Salisbury, so they're friends. Um, and just I don't know. It's just it's been a rival rivalry for some reason, even more than like you know our Ken Island rival. It's just we've always wanted to beat them so bad, and you know they got us freshman and sophomore year. They got us, and we didn't have the opportunity junior year, but senior year we were ready and. You know, we were. I kept telling us, telling everyone before the game, like they don't know what's coming. Like we got them this year. <laughs> so, leading up, we talk about rivalry week. We we mentioned rivalry week, uh, week last week with Mike Bradley, and you know, Mike and I were talking about how tradition and things like that, and schools need to have tradition. And I said, yeah, it'd be great, and, you know, but we don't want the, you know, tradition like. Ken Island Queen Anne had with football where there's mailbox posts being shoved through car windshields or defacing fields or whatever. But, you know, what is practice like for that week heading up to for girls softball at Queen Anne's heading up to Cambridge? knowing that's your big rivalry. I mean, is coach like pumping you guys up? I want to beat that woman. You know, I mean, what's it like? I feel like for us, it was a lot more as girls on the team that were really like wanted wanted to win like that they they kind of let us do our own thing when it comes to like our attitudes that come to the game they're sure like hyping us up for it but it comes down to you as a person and how your attitude's going to be when you get there so like when we stretch we go into left field and we like have a moment after our stretching it's just kind of like here we go like it's game time like time to focus up like I don't know. Like, we just always have stuff yeah. to say. It's a lot of um, indiv- individualistic um, motivation. Although we were a team and a family, um, I think we were very successful because each of us knew what our capabilities were. And at game time, we were able to basically focus in as a, like, as a team, but individualistically, too. We're going to continue this conversation with uh, Cameron Whiteford and Cameron Brandt. Uh, they just touched on something I think is huge, not only for girls' sports, but also for boys' sports. We'll continue that conversation coming up next. You're listening to Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by Queenstown Bank, your hometown community bank, serving the Mid-Shore for over 120 years. Convenient online and in-person banking, plus they have money to lend. Get more info at any Queenstown Bank location or go to queenstownbank.com. Welcome back. Time out, Shore Sports, with Cameron Brandt and also Cameron Whiteford. It's all presented by the Preston Automotive Group. And uh, Cams, you both just (laughs) talked about self-motivation as a former coach of girls' sports. Um, For me, it got to a point where I didn't feel like it was fun anymore because I've, I think you reach a point as a coach where if you notice that you want to win more than the players do, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. And what is it about? I mean, 
Queen Anne's. I mean, it, playing against them, it, it comes from within. You know, what is it that makes you, empowers you to want to win, maybe not lose as much as you want to win? I really think it is um, some kind of internal killer in- instinct. Um, my dad coaches me for travel ball, and he constantly tells my team that you have to have a killer instinct to really be successful out there because if you don't, so the other team's going to like basically get you, whether it's just with effort or not even talent, just with effort, realizing things during the game. You know, softball is really, it's a game of a lot of small things. You have to have like fundamental skills, but you also have to basically be able to beat the team in small things, you know, bunting, taking the extra base, trying to steal the other team's signs, you know, just really small things that you think wouldn't make a difference, but they do. And sometimes in order to get those small wins, you have to have that killer instinct, that that self-motivation to really, like, beat the other team. Yeah, I think on my end, a lot of it is just being able to focus the entire game, and a lot of that comes with the strategic part of it. Um, I know Cameron and I, we always try to prepare for games by, like, looking up, like, old game changers and batting averages and where people hit the ball just to be ready to call pitches. And it comes a lot with the focus and then just the individual part of it. Sure, there's defense where everyone needs to work together, and that's a huge team part. But when you're up to the plate, you're doing it yourself. Like, you need to get the job done yourself. So just being able to focus yourself, and that's something that definitely develops as you grow up. Um, Just, like, your determination at the plate and, like, your ability to get it done – it's a lot of mental stuff. Like, it's just very, very mental in terms of the game. And usually mistakes are mental mistakes, not physical ones. So if you can understand how to get yourself in that mindset to play well, you're going to play well. Can you teach that? Is that something that can be learned? Or is that something that you have to develop on your own? I think it's something you have to develop on your own. But coaches can help with that, obviously. You know, if you strike out and your coach is like, oh, my gosh, like, you are horrible. Well, that's not really helping you develop your um, mentality when it comes to the game. But I will say it's definitely something that you can develop over time because I know, like, when I was playing, I'm a very, I'm, a, an, I'm an extremely competitive person. So, you know, in 10 years when I would strike out or make an error, it really took a toll on me. Um but now, you know, when I strike out, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go strike someone out. Or when I make an error, I'm like, all right, I'm going to make the next play. So it definitely changes over time. You can basically develop it, but um, you can learn it too. Yeah. Yeah. I know, especially this is a bit embarrassing, but during the state game, I did have a mental mistake of being thrown out on second when there was a bunt. Um, and that just is something that maybe a couple of years ago I would have allowed to ruin the entire game for me. But I always tell myself, and if I see a teammate that is allowing themselves to get caught up in whatever problem just happened, you just have to forget about it. It's something you can contemplate after the game or after the season. You know you did it wrong. Nobody's blaming you for it. Stuff happens. Like, if the, you had a perfect game, the other team had a perfect game, nobody would ever win ever. So there's always mistakes. There's always great things that happen. Just get over whatever you do wrong. Think about how you can make up for it. I know, like, my moment making up for it was hitting hitting in Tristan. So, like, getting over that mental, like, mistake was what allowed me to have that winning hit. So We're talking with Cameron Brant and Cameron Whiteford. Cameron Brant is the catcher 
for the, or should I say was the catcher, for the uh, <laughs> state championship uh, winning Queen Anne's County High Lions. Uh, you mentioned a little bit ago about uh, uh, calling pitches and the fact that you two studied, much like Major League Baseball pitchers and catchers do. Did did Coach let you call your own pitches? Yes. So since our freshman year, we've been calling pitches. It is absolutely a team effort. We have different signals to each other. If I call something, she wants it on a different side of the plate. Or if I call something, she wants a different pitch. We're able to communicate to each other with that within like five seconds. So it's really great to be able to have that. And just our connection has been crazy over the years. This yeah. just blows me away. <laughs> I, I mean, that that you two spend so much time studying what other batters have done and I mean, did you keep notes of people? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, pretty much before every single game, we had a sheet of paper that had the team's um, best hitters, you know, whether or not they had players that were going to bunt. Um, steal. Girls that were going to steal. Yeah. Um, whether or not girls liked to pull the ball or hit the ball to the opposite field. Um, it was It was a lot of work before the games, and I don't really think – I think the majority of people don't realize that we even did that. I know even not just this year, but like freshman year, me and Cameron had um, a class together. And I hate to say this, but we really wouldn't even pay attention in the class. We but would... you passed the class. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, we yeah. passed the class. It was, it was a great class. Was it but... music? I mean, what? No, it was, it was, a... Spanish, it was Spanish and English. Yeah. Spanish and English. So, yes, great classes. But we would take out a piece of paper and... Um, go back on Game Changer and, like, scout the other team on game days, every single game day. And that was freshman year. So, I mean, it's not like this was something that we were doing before the state game. We've been doing this every game day, like, before every single game for the past three years, three seasons. Yeah, and a lot of it was people that I've played with because I played across the bridge and with different people on this shore. So there's always somebody that we know on a team. Mm Or there's somebody that we know that played somebody. So I know, like, I have some connections at Easton. When we played CSD, I was like, or I was like, what happened there? Like, let me know. So, right. so we can just have the advantage. I mean, we go in so much more confident with, I know, like, with pitching and hitting, if we know what's going to go on and what's going to happen. And, yeah, like, I know for our state games I get a little nervous because we have less intel. But, I don't know, just, like, when it gets to that chance, like, when you don't know anything about anybody, you just have to base it off last at bats and, I know Cameron's dad did the book, so I would turn around and be like, what'd you do last step out if I can't remember? It's definitely worth putting in the time to do that. It's where a lot of our success came from. Good stuff. Talking with Cameron Whiteford and Cameron Brandt from Queen Anne's County High School. Oh, boy, Cameron, you're, you're going to miss Brandt, the catcher, when you go to Rhode <laughs> Island, aren't you? Yes, very much. Have you tried to talk her into transferring, you know, and actually go to Rhode Island and play instead of, you know, going to uh, uh, Maryland? Yeah, come on, Cameron. Come on. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've made jokes since the state game. I know there's a picture of me, like, sobbing on the bus afterwards. It just says, like, retired in all caps because I can't think of a better way to go out than when I did. And, like, all the years of not necessarily success at the travel ball level, but it was definitely worth it for that moment. We're so. going to talk about that decision coming up right here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by Perrette and Moy Therapy Associates, located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Perrette and the staff get you back to feeling new again, accepting most insurance policies. So step away from the pain by calling Perrette and Moy Therapy Associates at 410-604-2982. So Cameron Whiteford is going to the University of Rhode Island. Cameron Brett 
hits the game-winning RBI at the, the Maryland State tournament game against Calvert, and that's it. You're, you're not going to college? I mean, you're not going to college to play softball. Nope. Yeah, I decided not to. It was a really tough decision. Um, over quarantine, it was like a lot of it was thinking about that every single day. I know it's a really hard decision for a lot of people to make, but I thought that it was time for me to be done. Um, just because I didn't really see myself going to a school where we would um, just like win a lot of games and have as much fun as I had. Um, and I couldn't see myself being able to really focus on my academics at the same time doing and waking up early and doing all the sports things. So. Alabama's pretty successful. You could go there. My daughter's going there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They, have, they have a pretty good softball yeah, yeah, team. I don't do. know about I don't that. I know. You, you, you have, Patrick you have Murphy, the... if you're listening, I'll come if you want me yeah. to. <laughs> there you go. So, but you talk about how over you know during quarantine and, and you had a lot of time to think about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm just... I don't know. I'm not dumbfounded. I'm just kind of surprised that you're like, well, yep, that's good. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to put it away. You've been playing softball for, God, 10, 12 years, yeah. if not more. It surprised a lot of people just because my mom loves Facebook. So she puts out every camp I've ever been to mm. and then deciding not to play and then staying local at Maryland even. Um, yeah. So it, it's definitely surprised a lot of people. But you, in the end, you have to do what is best for you. Like. I know a lot of people that have gone to college sports and hated it, but decided to do it because it's what was expected of them. So deciding to do that, it was definitely for myself. So you just kind of have to do that. Good for you. Have you yeah. heard from your parents that, you know, we have spent 10000 or $12,000 on travel ball oh, yeah, and lessons. Probably more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely more. Um, because you were going to go play D1. Yeah. Yeah. It, I definitely, a big part of it was starting the conversation with mom. It started with that because mm-hmm. I was like, How'd oh, that go? we've put in so much time and effort into this. Um, Did mom start to cry? I think. Oh, uh, absolutely. I, I think <laughs> of the, uh, the uh, what was that movie? Um, the Blind Side yeah. with uh, Michael Oren and, uh, you know, Tim McGraw's wife, Faith Hill. And like, yeah. oh, I love football. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. No, <laughs> it's still, even this weekend, we were watching my old travel ball team play. And she's talking to me about what's happening. And then we're watching Cameron play on Game Changer. So it's still a big part of it. And I know she misses it. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It was your decision. And uh, and I guess she bought in, yep. and uh, and she's happy that you're going to get an education. So Cameron Whiteford and Cameron Brandt with us here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Ladies, this has been so much fun talking to you guys and and really learning about you know just things that go on within the team. Let's talk about your coach real quick before I let you get out of here. Uh, Kim Betts, Remeter, I, I don't know. I, I call her Kim Betts. So, yep. you know, because Betts <laughs> is a lot easier to pronounce than Remeter or whatever it is. Uh, yep. uh, but let's talk about her. She played college softball at Salisbury University for Margie Knight and uh, played with OT, OT. What What kind of a coach is she? I would definitely say her and Shan are like, like extra moms for us like absolutely um they're very helpful they love us i mean just all the opportunities that they've had to like show us off i guess and just like setting up stuff like this is great um yeah she definitely isn't like super hard on us because she trusts us to know 
how to do stuff and get stuff done. But when there's a practice, when we're doing bad, we'll run. Like, we deserve to run, that type of thing. So And she makes you run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Nothing crazy. Nothing like field hockey with Shan. Shan's right. also my field hockey coach. Mm-hmm. We did, I think I counted 11 sports seasons at my time in high school together just because we did weightlifting and field hockey and softball. So, I love Shan. Shan's like my second mom. I think it was sophomore year. We had Shan. We did weightlifting, and then she would drive us to the gym to do a workout class, and then we would go home. And it was we were with her all the time. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Cameron Whiteford, any, any comments about Coach? I mean, is she is she like a, a, a get in your face, jump down? I've seen her yell at volleyball. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen her yell at softball. No, she's not. Neither of them are. I get in your face, um, yell at you type of coach um but if you make a mistake they're gonna let you know about it. i mean after games we would do a sprint for every mistake that we made so they're while they weren't a yell at you like tell you how bad you did like coach during the game um you know we would still we couldn't just make a mistake and it's like oh well um we they held you accountable it. yes yep. they held us accountable yeah. um yep. for the mistakes for sure yeah yeah good stuff and uh, congratulations again best of luck on uh cameron your softball career at the university of rhode island and yeah, but what are you going to study in Maryland? I mean, gosh, yeah. it's like, what's next, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I'm probably going to double major in sociology and criminology, oh. Oh, and I'm in go. their honors college. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, yep. wow. That's awesome. So she's smart, too. So, <laughs> so yeah. is Cameron. Cameron yeah. is, too. Yeah, Ka- Cameron is smart, but Cameron's going to go live the jock life a little bit in college. Yeah. Have you heard what life's going to be like when you get to college? Um. Yeah, I've heard some different stuff um i'm expecting it to be maybe a little hard at first but um nothing i can't handle and i'm ready to work i know a lot of people want to say you know d1 it's it's like a job but it's like this is my job during the high school season this is my job like this is what i love to do you know i love to be in control out there on the mound i love to compete so when people say you know d1 it's a job like i don't know why you would do that like that's what i want to do um, so I want to spend my last four years playing softball doing that. What are you going to study? Um, I'm just going to study business. Okay. That might change, but As of now, it's now. business. So yeah. have, the, have the coaches at Rhode Island said anything to you about what their expectations are regarding playing time um, as you come rolling in as a freshman? Is there a chance you'll be on the mound as a freshman? Um, yes, there for sure. Well, I hope to be on the mound freshman year. Um, we have a pretty big pitching staff, but... Um, definitely um everyone gets utilized it's not like a one-man show like you see like some of these big schools like basically one person takes control (laughs) montana fouts yeah there's no like montana fouts taking control of mound so she's pretty bad though yeah she is i follow her on tiktok so all the time cameron and i talk about her all the time yeah no we we love her yeah we explain to our friends like what it means for like a pitch to move we always bring up how she like throws a curveball around the center block like that type of stuff so yeah. yeah Good stuff. Well, uh, exciting times lie ahead for both of you. Congratulations and uh, best of luck. You're you're welcome back. Anytime you have some news to share with us, make sure you reach out to us. And uh, boy, we've we've dropped a lot of names today. So (laughs) no doubt about that. Thanks for stopping by. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by Midshore Exteriors. Handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. 
every detail matters. So let the Master Elite GAF certified and shingle master roofers take care of your home or business today. More info at midshoreexteriors.com. Time out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group, Mark Potter, Mike Bradley. And man, I tell you what, what a show. I mean, Kim Betts, fantastic. Uh, and the two cams, so much composure. And how would you like to wrap up your playing career? Mm, yeah. You know, <laughs> with, with an RBI single to win the state championship and then simply put your back down and say, I'm not playing in college. Cameron Brandt, that just blows me away. Um, but, and oh, by the way, the history, the the history that they've started with that championship there. Well, and the yeah. thing that surprised me, and and nobody ever talked about it, I guess, because like Kim told us in in her interview, that they didn't find out until. Bill Hoffey called him on the way back from the game. And said, hey, guess what? How do you feel about yes. fill in the blank? Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. they told the girls there at the school when they got back. Well, you almost wonder, and I'm not, I'm not saying this. I know there's so much that goes into it that that's probably sometimes the last thing you think about. But you almost wonder with some of these programs that go through maybe a lot of different coaches too, how much do they know of the history of the program? Now, I know you know we talk about in football, we talk about Cambridge really uh, honoring the past and having a tradition in a Hall of Fame. And, and really, I think that's something that would be good for a lot of the schools to really do and motto after Cambridge. But you kind of wonder about programs in general no matter the sport how much do they really know about the history and the past of their of their program but yeah to not even know it maybe that's better that they didn't have that on their mind that you know oh, we've got potentially the first one make or break type thing maybe it's better they didn't know about it well you know it's what i really discovered or, or i guess you could say drove home in the interview with with coach and and the two cams is that leadership on a team on a high school sports team probably on any sports team, is just so huge. I mean, these girls wanted to win and hated to lose more than they wanted to win. And Well, that sounds like uh, Coach Sofanowski. Yeah, he really yeah. does. Right. And he remembers the losses more than the great wins. Right. Yeah. right. And it's like when you think back why teams didn't win, I think there's two things you can point to. and One is the will to win that you would win at all costs, and two, the leadership. I mean, these girls and the group of seniors, they led the way. Coach Betts didn't have to do hardly anything. You know, I mean, yeah, she had a plan, but she held the girls accountable, and they knew what the consequences were. So they went in every single practice ready to work and ready to win a title when you're a head coach but when you have the players that can police themselves i mean that's that's the ultimate thing that you don't have to worry about that you can worry about some of the other things that a head coach has to worry about especially with strategy you know that and that kind of thing or dealing with injuries etc but when players police themselves that that's huge and mark i mean i've told the story before you know the difference between my junior and senior year of high school football is the leadership we did not have good seniors when i was a junior now we also played a tough schedule as well but that said though no excuses. We, you know we, we went three and eight yeah and we we should have been better than that we could have won a few more games at least our next year we go eight and two and a big part of that was that our class our seniors we were tight we were together we certainly held ourselves accountable but we were a close-knit group and i think we certainly led by a good example for uh the juniors and some sophomores that we had also that even started uh, on our team 
and it made a huge difference there. And, and you could just tell because we never really thought much of the seniors, and they never really spoke to us or gave us pep talks or anything like that. It was completely different the next year. Well, and one thing I totally forgot to tell you about was uh, Cameron Whiteford, her dad went to Calvert Hall. I mean, it's a good thing he wasn't here. You two would be holding hands singing Kumbaya. <laughs> no, that no, that is uh, that is really awesome. I, I did not know that. The name rings a bell because I think he, I think he graduated around uh, sometime in the nineties, if if memory serves. Because that's when I was there. So that that name rings a bell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and and I believe it, he then turned around and I think he went to Washington College, if I remember correctly, okay. but. I could be wrong there, but uh, nonetheless, um, you know, I think it's one of those things that uh, you have something in common, you know, with, you know, Mr. Whiteford. Yeah, so, I like that. I like yeah. that. Well, it's all nation. I mean, you see those stickers everywhere. But, you know, you, you go back, though, too, Mark, once you get something like this started from a title perspective, then as well as you look at the juniors and sophomores, and I don't know the complete makeup numbers-wise of the team, but... Now they're hungry. Now they've tasted it. Now they want to do it again. And you know, though, what it takes not only to get there, but to to go all the way. And there's a difference where teams get to the playoffs. Maybe they win a little bit, but they can't get over the hump. This team went all the way, and they know what it takes. But winning begets winning. And when you have a taste of that, if you're younger, you want to go after that. And that's how the that's how it goes. And obviously, you need good players, good coaches too. But that's how the domino effect gets started. And you know, we talked about I think all fair maybe with uh, I'm trying to remember the person, but um, you know, next door over in uh, Delaware where the the Cape Henlopen girls lacrosse team. Right. They've won 12 straight titles. They haven't lost a game in like five or six years, and when they did, it was to an out-of-state team. I mean, it's just, it's. Uh, I think it's longer than five or six years. It's amazing, but winning begets winning, and once it gets started here, hopefully for Queen Anne's, uh, again, more good things will come their way and more titles um, than having to wait, you know, however many years the program's been in play. Absolutely, and again, we want to thank uh, Coach Kim Betts and uh, Cameron Brandt and Cameron and Whiteford for uh, coming in and talking with us a little bit about uh, what their championship run and what this year was like. Uh, there are three shows now in the books. Show number four. Oh, I can't wait for this, this one. This is going to be great. You yeah. asked for it. Yeah, and, I did. And, I and did. When I called yeah. Jake Coleman down at <laughs> Stephen Decatur High School, I called him and caught him at home. Yeah. And I said, are you enjoying your break? He said, what break? He yeah. says, this is a year-round thing. We had right. spring football. This is year-round. Yeah. And yeah. not that they're practicing or anything now. Um, I said, listen, Mike wants to do a show with you on the boat. Yeah. And he said, and I just shut up. I didn't say anything. He says, we can do that. I love it. I said, In his Great. element, you know, summertime on the boat. Now you've got to buy us dinner. That's fine. But That's but fine. We're, but we're going to Ocean City. So. I, it's fine by me. Yeah, I have a feeling we'll end up in MR Ducks um, yeah, after the interview. That, that's uh, that's fine as well. Yes. I've, got, I've got no problem. That's one of my favorite spots. But I thought it would be a great setting uh, because – and seeing Coach – you know, go from Cambridge to Decatur, and I mean, it, the water's practically at the end of the street where he lives, but just to see that, not that he wasn't a fishing guy before, but now that he's at the beach, he's made that transition, he's coached at least a, a modified season, but he's been now the head coach for a for a season, and I just think it'd be neat to see how, uh, how things have, have changed a little bit. I didn't ask him to go fishing, okay? We're yeah. going out to do an interview on a boat ride. I, I, I'm yeah. not fishing. 
I can't, hey, I'm learning. I'm still learning. I, 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 I don't have I, the patience to fish. I don't, I, mean, I, fish I don't even it. know how to fish. My Brooke knows how to fish. I don't even know how to fish. I'm I'm still learning all this. I I watch it. I admire it. I'm learning about it now. But hey, I yeah, don't worry about that. Jake would so. have to put the worms on our hooks. So. <laughs> uh, he'd have to do the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, isn't that a song though? He doesn't even know how to bait a hook. That's right. Uh, Brooke so, married me anyway, that, but yeah, you know, she <laughs> that's right. she was she didn't grow up in the country, so I guess I got lucky on that one. So yeah. you. You're stuck listening to us with uh, uh, with Coach Betts and the two cams uh, for the rest of the week. But we are back next Tuesday with episode number four featuring the one and only Jake Coleman from uh, Stephen Decatur High School. Used to be at Cambridge South Dorchester. Now, is that part one of, part right. of three parts? Right. It very well could be. It could be. We'll see. We might be able to get a whole month out of that. We, we might need to try and buy a generator and carry right. it with us on the boat. So. You better have a lot of memory in that yeah, system that no you got. No doubt. Yeah. So, uh, but that's coming up next week. Listen, we want to thank all of you for listening. It's greatly appreciated. And, again, if there's something you want to put out there, you want us to cover, want us to talk about, maybe you got a question, all you got to do is send it to shoresportsmd at gmail.com, shoresportsmd at gmail.com. Mike and I would be happy to cover it or talk about it or maybe even book a guest on. We'll take ideas, whatever the case may be. Uh, we're just having a good time, and we appreciate you guys are spending the time listening. Absolutely. And as we talked about before, Mark, I mean, there are so many avenues to go down with this, so many people to talk about, so many stories. I love the stories aspect of it as well. I'm a big history guy, but I love hearing stories. And again, uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. We, we have plenty of things that we'd like to do and leads and all that, or I should say ideas, but we definitely could use some leads. And uh, we, we look, we're, we're not the complete idea people. You could be just as much a part of this as we are. Absolutely. Make sure you share the link when you see it to uh, the podcast so we can get more folks folks listening and uh, more folks knowing about this yeah that's important you got to share yeah let people know let them know and uh, share away and and talk about it make us part of your water cooler conversation if you so desire it is time out with shore sports presented by the preston automotive group thanks for listening we'll catch you next tuesday with jake coleman at Stephen decatur high school You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another timeout soon here on ShoresportsMD.com.